I think I'm going to find myself in the middle of a very nerdy musician conversation, and I will be way over my head. I mean, when I was a kid, I legitimately thought, like, that's just what adults did. I thought they'd, like, got an instrument and, like, played for people and everyone clapped. I would definitely say it's work in the sense that you have to try really hard to be as vulnerable as possible. Hey, I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. This time around, I had a chance to really delve into a couple of my favorite subjects and topics, music and creativity. Andy Hughes, who we all know is a local musician around town, he let me know about a big show coming up at Leo and Leona's. The headliner is going to be Tommy Prine, and you may recognize that last name, Prine. Tommy is the youngest son of legend John Prine. Andy and I were able to get on the phone and talk with Tommy, who was at his home in Nashville, Tennessee, talk about the upcoming show, but really get into the idea of being creative, being vulnerable, and also being aware that you're the son of a legend and how that might help you and how how that might weigh on you. So stay with me. We've got a really great story coming up with Tommy Prine and Andy Hughes. This is Around River City. We'll be right back. Friday, November 19th at Leo and Leona's. Going to be a really good night of music. Andy Hughes will be performing, and the headliner will be Tommy Prine, the son of John Prine. And I'm excited to just jump right into this conversation that Andy and I had with Tommy. He was at home in Nashville, Tennessee, so we're talking to him on the telephone. And one of the really cool parts of this conversation is Tommy tells a story about a song that he literally wrote just a couple of weeks ago. Talks about the vulnerability that is necessary in that process. But first of all, I just thought we would tackle the elephant in the room and talk about, you know, being the son of the legendary John Prime. I am here with uh, Andy Hughes and so thrilled. Hi, Andy. How's it going, Ken? <laughs> Good. Uh, so excited to be talking with Tommy Prine. Last name you may have heard of. First name I think you will be hearing a lot more of. Tommy Prine coming to Leo and Leona's on Friday the 19th of this month. We can thank Andy and some of his uh, friends for helping to make this concert possible. Hi, Tommy. Thanks for being with us. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. You know, since we knew that this conversation was going to be coming up, I've been nervous about asking you about your dad, John Prine, and and the word pressure kept coming to my mind. And then I went on your website, and I went to the merchandise section, and I saw Tommy Prine's first T-shirt, which is a great name yeah. for it, by the way. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's that uh, classic mythical image of Atlas holding the world on his shoulders. So maybe you do appreciate the pressure. Um, well, I think that's like, that's one of the reasons that I was like thinking about that design. Um, but it's not so much that it was really more, um, like what I thought represented me and my whole family because, uh, the record that I'm putting out in the spring, um, a lot of the record is kind of talking about, um, my experiences and some of the things that, um, my family has gone through and we've gone through together. And the one thing that I really do love about my brothers and my mom um, is that we all can hold each other up whenever we need it the most. And I just figured that that image 
it, it kind of reminds me of, you know, any one of us in my family that we've all had to like hold each other up where we're kind of like putting the world on our shoulders. Um, so that's, that, that was kind of my reasoning behind it, but yeah, I mean that that other one too for sure. It is definitely a, a, a fair amount of pressure on on my shoulders yeah. for it, but I don't see it that way, man. Yeah. I I really enjoy what I do, and I know that my dad supports it. And you know, I'm not I'm not stepping out into the world to be John Prine Jr. I'm stepping out in the world to be me. You know. Yeah, and you know, Andy, maybe you can expound on this, but Andy made an observation in you know he had watched uh, some videos and he had watched uh, a video of you doing a cover of one of your dad's songs. Well, I, I loved it. Um, I think it was speed of the sound because you just you did your own thing, and it was like, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of your dad, but I don't I don't want you to be, you know, your so, dad. you know your dad, and and so like that's what I've loved about checking out your stuff and your own songs, and even your takes on on, on your dad's is just that you have your own thing. Uh, love your you know love the style on your guitar playing. I was telling Ken there's. Some moments in the finger picking, you're not even seeing your fingers on the bottom hitting some of the melodies. It's very, very cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I think we might, I'm going to find myself in the middle of a very nerdy musician uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be way over my head, but I, I just, where would you guys be without people like me who just sit back and listen, really? Right. Right, so we're well, part. We're part yeah, of the I'm equation. the same way. I'm, I'm a, I, I want to just listen to great songs, too. So one of the things that, I, it has to have been just strange in, you know, you talk about your family. You grew up surrounded by the most amazingly talented people inside your family and outside. I'm curious when you first realized that that was unusual. I don't know. That's a good question, man. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, I legitimately thought like, that's just what adults did. I thought they'd like, got an instrument and like played for people and everyone clapped and like I thought that that was like a normal <laughs> thing and then um I can't really like I can't put my finger on it like when I was like oh like this is this is different than like you know my friend's dad or something like right, that um, right. I think like I don't know I think when I started like I guess like really like recognizing when like we'd be in like a totally different city than where home was and we'd be at some random restaurant that we just landed on and like people would come up to the table and like say what's up to my dad and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, okay. So like, this is like a world thing. <laughs> like this isn't just like all our friends in Nashville that know us. Like this is like a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, I guess that might've been it. I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot that I'm like kind of even wrapping my head around, honestly, just cause like, the guy's always just been dad to me. So like, right. Well, know, and that's, that's, that's exactly problem. what, that's exactly, I, I'm guessing that's exactly what he would want to always be to you. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Did you like growing up that way? I mean, did it, uh, or maybe not with the, the surround being surrounded by other, you know, creative people and musicians, but that, that, uh, celebrity, did that ever get a little tiring or did you enjoy that too? I don't know. I mean, like, I think it, it really, it mattered more to me, like how it affected my dad. And like, he seemed to just have like a really like good perspective on like his life, life in general in the world. So like, if it ever got to a point where I thought it was like overwhelming my dad or something like that, then I probably wouldn't have liked it. But like, he's, you know, he was like the most like level headed dude. Like he was the same person every day, like good days, bad days. He was like, just very, uh, yeah, he's kind of a hard guy to explain. You know, he's just he was a happy he was a happy guy. Yeah. So well, like I just 
you know, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it was never really, like, difficult for me just because, like, I had him leading um, leading kind of by example, just, like, being just, like, a happy guy, like, no matter what, and um, always having, like, the best possible outlook on things, so. Well, that's cool. Well, and, and Andy, you have little kids, and they grow up in a house that is probably filled with musicians all the time. What do you think as the parent? How is that with the kids? I mean, I think what Tommy said for my, my girls, I, th- I think that they think that that's normal, you know, for people to come over and, and, and people jam and play music. Um, both of my girls know how to play that. It's not anything I ever want to expect from them or so there's just instruments, you know, if they, if they, if they show an interest to pick it up. And so I'm trying to, so they listen to a lot of like uh, Conan Gray and one direction. So I, you know, every once in a while, I'm just trying to learn some of that stuff, making sure I'm listening to what they're listening to. Cause that's what my dad did for me as um, he was the music fan. He was so fanatic about bands and his heroes and stuff. And he passed that on to me and mm. he let me explore and find my own music and get into hip hop and punk rock and that stuff. So um, well, I hope they just think it's normal and, and that, that dad doesn't pressure them to, to like be a musician. Did you, did you get that pressure, Tommy or, or at all or? Oh no, not at all. Like I, I think kind of in a way they like almost like, especially my mom kind of wanted to like steer us away from like doing what my dad does. Just cause, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a difficult life to choose to do, you yeah. know, like was that for your road. own protection? She did that. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Cause like, there's like the cool aspect of it where, you know, he is who he is and like, he like, is the reason for a lot of, um, you know, the really important and cool experiences that I had in my life. But then like, you know, there's a lot of times where he was just gone and like, he wasn't home because he had to go work. And, um, you know, I mean that, that has like its own yeah. kind of things that come with it. So like, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it was never, it was never anything like, Oh, like you should try and play the guitar. Or, like you should try and do this, do that. Like they, they were very just kind of like be who you want to be sort of thing. But um, I mean, like I, I started like mimicking my dad at like a really young age. Like I just picked up a guitar at like six and just like started doing what he was doing. And um, that's a pretty I good never, way to like, learn. Yeah, no doubt for sure. Like I, I, I would just kind of like watch him and then like eventually I asked him to like show me some chords and he showed me like three or four chords and, you know, off to the races after that. But mm. I've heard some um, people say that that's all you need is those three or four chords. That's all he ever used. I mean, like he only had like like a couple chords that he would yeah. use, and he would make an entire catalog out of that. So you do some covers, or I've seen some. You do some covers of his songs, and I'm just wondering: is it feel different to do a cover of one of his songs than to cover someone else's songs or do your own song? Do you feel different performing? Yes, a hundred percent. Like. It's um, it's kind of like eerie in a way, just because I can kind of like feel the significance from someone in the crowd that they're like noticing, you know, like whether it be someone that's like been a fan of my dad for like a really long time, they've seen him so many times, and then now he's he's gone, and now I'm up here singing those songs back to them, and it's like, um, you know, I mean, I I feel it in the room a lot of the time when when I'm singing those songs, and I'm really lucky that I have. And like a, a medium to like have my dad live on forever. And I can kind of participate yeah. in that, you know, yeah. and that's really, it's really special, man. And, um, I was saying the other night I played at third and Lindsley, the venue here in Nashville. And I was, I played the late John Garfield blues 
and I did this like very different version of it. And um, I was just talking about it before I played it, and I was telling telling people, you know, like I feel very blessed that if I ever just want to have like a conversation with my dad or if I want to like, you know, talk to him or feel close to him, I can just pick a song that I haven't learned yet and like learn it, you know. And um, that, you know, that in and of itself is like a pretty powerful experience, you know, every time. And I, I'm just lucky that I have I have that do so absolutely well i'd like to talk a little bit about uh you know andy's a songwriter you're a songwriter uh i was listening uh earlier this morning to a song called ain't felt like me in a while uh of yours which i just absolutely identified with now when when i don't feel like me i go see a therapist and i guess you write songs yeah definitely yeah that's (laughs) that's kind of like my own version of my own therapy i don't know how effective that would be though if i'm just <laughs> patting myself on the back <laughs> how what t- tell me a little I'd, I'd love to know with the two of you the, the process of writing a song how what what is it like for each of you um andy you want to go first yeah i mean it's every it's different every time for me that's just me i mean i, I do have a process i try to follow um but i for me personally i just like when um I just sort of follow it. I don't know if that makes, I, I again, I, I'm in the same realm of, I never try to, to like complicate it. So like keep it simple, stupid. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not that great a player and, but I like the ones um, that just sort of like you wake up and like, so I've had that where I just a phrase or something where you just like, and then sometimes it's, it's, I might not even, you know, it's, it's kind of like a begrudgingly, like I gotta go right. You know, cause like, it's like, I don't want to lose it too. So I don't know. Sure. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's always a bit different. There's been a couple of times where you sit down with an idea in your head and it works out that way. Other times where that just, it doesn't work or you go on to something else. So for me, it's, it's always a little bit different. I try to capture whatever the, I don't know, the universe is telling me or that I'm yeah. recognizing in myself. Tommy, do you see the work involved in writing a song? Is it, is it work? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it sure is for me, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's it's a process, I'd say. So I feel like that's kind of like where the the work comes into it, you know. But um, I think this happens to hopefully every songwriter, but maybe not all of them. But you always it's like a muscle. You got to keep you got to keep using it and keep at it. And then sometimes you'll have you'll have one that just like legitimately falls out of you. Like it's like you're not even writing it, you know. And I think those are the moments where even if it doesn't turn out to be like, you know, like one of your best songs or whatever, it's, uh, it just feels good having that experience because it's, to me, it's like a very spiritual experience when that happens. You know, it's, um, it's like you're evoking something larger than yourself and it's the rawest form of an individual's, um, creation and, yeah, it's. I would definitely say it's it's work in the sense that you have to try really hard to be as vulnerable as possible, and I think that's the hardest part about it. And that's what can feel like work sometimes. So, gosh, I that, boy, everything you just described. I hope every person, in whatever way they do, gets to feel that at some point. Is is there a song of yours we can listen for at Leo and Leona's that? That comes from that uh, that that pouring out of you process that you just talked about. Uh, yeah, actually, um, there's one that I wrote just a couple weeks ago, and I hadn't had that 
happened to me in a while, and um, it's called Ships in the Harbor. What's it about? So um, I was, I don't know, like, I was just kind of outside picking around and found, like, a cool melody and, like, something just kind of clicked. And I was with my fiance Savannah, and she's just kind of, like, you know, enjoying the day. We're, like, we're looking at our dog running around. And she pointed out this bluebird on our fence. And I have a huge bluebird tattoo on my arm, so she always, like, points them out. And um, I don't know, like, I guess, like, I was feeling, I was, like, really missing my dad and, like, also feeling, like, very, like, existential because I just had my 26th birthday and, like, around, like, every month before and after my birthday, I'm always kind of, like, what is time? Who am I? Like, like, <laughs> All those fun <laughs> things to think about. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, like, super comfortable, you know, like, the most comfortable. But um, I was just, yeah, I was feeling like that. It's kind of weird and, like, kind of miss my dad and stuff. And, like, I, as soon as I look over at the bird, it took off. And I was, like, I, I don't know. Now that I'm talking about it out loud, it's, like, kind of funny because it's, like, a really insignificant moment that, like, I'm making sound extremely significant. But, like, um, I don't know. I just had a thought that, like, Okay, so like my fiance pointed out this beautiful bird, and I looked at it. I enjoyed it being there, and then it's gone. Right when that happened, I just like the line fell out of me. I was like, and I saw the bluebird again. She pointed it out in the yard in our fence, so it must be leaving soon, as it should. And that's like how it goes. And like that's kind of like a theme for the whole song. I mean, and isn't isn't that exactly what song should be? Is that the the messenger taking an in, what seems to be an insignificant moment and then turning it into something that you know can can not only mean something to the writer but then other people so i love i love your description of that of that man yeah yeah, yeah. definitely it was yeah it was it was definitely an interesting thing but yeah I, I basically just kind of wrote it about just like how you can't you can't enjoy anything or hate anything or really experience anything in life if it's not a finite experience. You know, if things were meant to stay around, then mm. it wouldn't have an impact on you. And, um, yeah, like all the courses are when I'm standing by water, it gets harder and harder, and it's why I get sad when there's ships in the harbor because they must be leaving soon as they should. Man, you're giving me chills here. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Andy, anything you want to say to Tommy? Um, I just wanted to know... Like, what are you listening to right now? Like, what are, what what's something that you just haven't been able to stop listening to lately? Um, Nathaniel Rayliff just put out his new record, and it is kick-ass, dude. I'm just, like, a huge Nathaniel Rayliff and Night Sweats fan, so. Awesome. Um, Andy's going to be one of the opening acts for you at Leo and Leona. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Yeah, dude, we're, 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 we're so excited to have you. Uh, the venue is, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a special place even in this area. We've got more conventional venues, but this is a place where, they discovered it had this old, it's up on the ridge, we're, we're, we're on the river, so there's a ridge in the river. And you know, it's got the bar up front, but they discovered one of those old classic um, dance halls in the back, which probably hosted, who knows, back in the 40s and 50s. And they've turned it into just a gorgeous uh, venue. Um, and nights like this, where we're, we're trying to do it sort of like real intimate, you know, we, uh, we're just, we're so excited to have you. Tommy Pryan, man, thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you for, getting over any pressure there might have been and putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, making the music, and bringing it to us. We really do appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. It was, it was a great time. Thanks for having me. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys. 
Well, that wraps up our conversation with Tommy Prine. Thanks for being a part of the conversation here on Around River City. It's not often you get to talk with an artist about the process of creating something so new. I, I love that part of the conversation, a song that's less than two weeks old. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, all you have to do is subscribe. It's free to do that, and you'll get an alert every time I upload new content to AroundRiverCity.com. And if you want to find out about more great shows like the one at Leo and Leona's and many more, all you have to do is keep in touch at AroundRiverCity.com. Take care. I'm Ken Cooper.